Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast. Welcome everybody back to the Talk of the Town podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Burrows, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host and Dunstable Vice Chairman, Mr. Matt Carrington. Matt, how are you, my friend? Not bad, Andy. Thank you very much. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. We got back to watching some uh, some uh, football at last, mate. We had an away game. Uh, we played away at uh, Bulldog over at uh, Arsley Towns ground. Uh, always fun and games going over there, mate. It was uh, it was one all. Obviously, uh, Bulldog won, Dunstable won. Uh, Bulldog taking uh, the uh, the lead and us equalising. Um, what did you make of the game, mate? I mean, I sat down with Joe uh, afterwards for the uh, for the the post-match interview and he was a bit like me he was like who knew what to make him it's kind of like a five six out of ten kind of game I thought we looked very flat and um you know and I, I thought maybe it's just me maybe I'm reading the football maybe I'm reading the game wrong we all have different opinions on games and football and stuff like that I thought oh maybe it's me you know maybe I just read this game wrong but then I spoke to Joe and Joe was like yeah you know he's kind of like going through the interviews like maybe a six out of ten kind of game really nothing yeah. we looked a bit I mean you know poor old Tolu looked absolutely shattered blessing by like halfway through the second half in my opinion uh, you can tell you know you can tell he I don't know if it's like the, obviously the, I know he travels a long way but he's played you know that boy just works and works and works you know everyone they all work hard the players but he looks absolutely knackered and I mean if Tolu's looking knackered I mean I don't know what you thought Matt I just thought something seemed missing from Monday's yeah. game don't get me wrong I'm glad of a point and the point's good you know, like I said to Joe I said you told me that we're going to have to get some scrappy wins some scrappy points we're going to have some scrappy defeats where we might think we should have won I mean what did you make of Monday mate I'm kind of like well one of them games yeah I, I, same as you buddy I'm a bit meh on terms of the game it's very they, I think they looked a bit leggy if I'm honest uh, it's the best way of describing it um, I don't know if that's just because they haven't had much opportunity to train uh, obviously, with Crucy Park being shut between Christmas and New Year, it doesn't help, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those games that, you know, at the end of the season, if we uh, win the league by a point, then you're like, oh, that, that was a difference. And if you, you're missing it by a couple of points, you'd be like, again, that's the difference. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I thought the game got a bit better when, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of Joe Sellers West. I thought the back game got a lot better when he come on. His hold-up play was tremendous. I mean, it's so hard on that pitch, but full credit to Bulldog. I mean, I don't usually come on here loads and talk about the opposition because this is a Dunstable Town podcast, but I've got to give full credit to Bulldog. I thought when, and especially that, I mean, I've seen that pitch a lot worse. I think the, the, the best compliment I can give Bulldog is they always look to try and play football. And I mean, that's not for every team going. Sometimes, you know, you get teams that just want to turn fullbacks and, you know, you want to get the ball turned around quickly. Bulldog wanted to go from back to front, but playing football. And that ain't easy on that pitch. And I can, I know they've signed four or five different players. I don't know how you viewed it, but I was impressed from what I saw from Bulldog. And I thought we probably not struggled to cope with it. It's probably the wrong word. I thought they had a lot of possession without creating loads. Connor pulled off a great save and think near the oh. end of the second half. But I thought Bulldog, fair play to them, Matt. They tried to play football and they played it in the right way. You know, the keeper was distributing it to the fullbacks. The fullbacks went through the midfield. They weren't as scared to go back to the defenders to restart again. And I think that's maybe something that we missed. I think we, yeah. especially when we, we were looking at and, 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 and asked, you know, I, I spoke to Joe after the game and I don't know what he thinks now because you, you know what Joe's like. He's probably watched that game back about 50 15 times already. Um, 
I think we, you know, when we were trying to go from back to front to like to to, to Kelvin up front and to to Webby, I, I felt a little bit sorry for Webby in the first half because I thought he was running into channels where he didn't need to run. You know, we were knocking long balls through him, and I, and I was kind of like, Jesus, man, did he need to be doing this? Let's just yeah. try. And the little bits when we did play football were really good. I mean, I thought um, again, I thought that uh, Ethan. Incredible. I thought Ethan was really good. I think he was, I thought he played, I thought he played really well at the back, you know, when he got the ball down and we were looking to get down, uh, get down the flanks and stuff like that. I just, I thought we looked a bit rushed in our play, whereas Bulldog, when they got it, to me, they tried to play football. I think they had to let the guy at left back who, who kept bombing on and he just yeah. seemed to run. I think they kind not outplayed us, but I thought they were, they were trying to play football. I think where we did look so leggy and we were trying to turn the ball around so fast. I, I don't know. Something, something was just off for me on the Monday, mate. Yeah. I mean, I, I um, was commenting to a couple of people behind the goal, especially in the first half. Uh, we can see Webby uh, moving forward really quickly, but by the time he got the ball, it's a case of, well, who's he going to pass it on to? You, you've, pass it to him towards the corner and he's now got to take on three or four players just because there's no one around him. I feel, you know, we could have been a bit more patient in the build-up play. I mean, again, as you say, no disrespect to, to Bulldog. They played really well. I was really mm. impressed. Really impressed with Bulldog, mate. With their number seven. Um, I mean, I think on the right-hand side, he caused us a lot of problems. And I think that that had to cause Tolly to to defend a lot more than he's kind of used to because he was a pacey right, uh, right-sided player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Joe mentioned during the his interview to you that you know he feels as though there may be a couple of changes needed. What what do you reckon he, he may look to do in the next game? You know, I would always. I mean, I like I said a minute ago, I've always been a big Sellers fan. I think he's yeah. hold up. His hold up play brings so many other. And I'm not telling Joe how to pick his fucking team, but just I'm just a football <laughs> fan with an opinion who watches Dunstable. But um, I think his hold up play brings so many other people into the game when Joe gets the ball uh, he done this last season when he was up front with Faulkner you know yeah. he he created so many chances for Faulkner and brought like wingers into play I think Joe gives us something extra there his hold up play is really good I mean he's kind of had to adapt to play in midfield because when I first yeah, started definitely. watching like you guys probably a season season and a half ago now he was a striker. He was up front yeah. with Carl Faulkner. And I thought that I was thinking, Jesus, he's too incredible. You know, and, and, and you had Carl and Joe linking up really well. And I was thinking, man, they've done sport, really got something in. I didn't really know too much about the team or the club. I remember coming to one of my first games. I thought, who are these two up front? I was like, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what Joe's thinking. I mean, he said at the end of the game, there won't be wholesale changes. There might be tweaks here and there. Maybe Sellers could come back into the midfield. Obviously, you've got Alfie back now. Fit. I thought Alfie looked, you know, he, Alfie looked good when he came back. Alfie on. looked good when he came on. He gave he gave away one of the, the best fouls ever, and he did yellow card because <laughs> I was literally screaming like someone needs to bring him down. And at the corner of my eye, I saw Alfie coming. I was like, he's going to foul him, and he had to because he, you know, he done the right thing there. Alfie looked good when he come on. So Joe's got he's got some he's got some good problems to have. And he's always said yeah. that Joe, he's like, and he said in his post-match interview, he's not shy to make these decisions, whether you're an 18 year old kid or you're a 13 year in your thirties, he will bring in who he thinks is best for this game. And I don't know what you think, Matt, but obviously, you know, kind of skipping a little bit forward, Simpan Telemon, they're another, they play, they try and play football, mate. Yeah, they definitely. Try, they try and play football. We've seen them. We've seen them more than enough now to know what we're going to get from them, and hopefully we get a decent-ish day at Creasy Park. Hopefully it's not the weather's not too bad. So, and our pitch tends to lend to playing some decent football. You know, it's not the greatest pitch in the world, but it's not the worst. We, I think, we have a really good service. The weather plays a little part, so that's why I'm hoping it doesn't rain. But when it rains, it can zip off a bit more. But I don't know what you think. I think Bulldog seeing the way they played might have helped us for preparing for Saint Pantelimon because they're going to try and play football, mate. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, again, the, the, I won't go too much on about Olsen's uh, pitch, but it's not the greatest pitch in the world. So yeah. to, to have to play on that, it, it's going to be a very leggy game. Uh, so that's it might prove there's a decent training session for the guys ahead of the game at Creasy. I mean, obviously, St. Pant uh, play really well on their home pitch. Obviously, I have not seen them play away this season yet uh, on grass. So it'll be interesting to see how they adapt their game uh, compared to how they play on the, uh, the their 4G up down at Hartford. Uh, it's mm. going to be an interesting game, I have to admit. Yeah. What do you think about... I was chatting, I always stand with like Harry Beaumont's um, dad and usually Faulkner's dad when, uh, when he's there, but he's, he's been away recently. Um, we were saying, like, I, I want to see our... I think our forwards... I, I sometimes see them in the wrong areas. Uh, and I saw I see that a lot with Webby. I think Webby's a when he's like you've seen the the chances he's created and the goals he scored. You look at the goals he scored. They've either come from like good play down the wing. You know, he scored a good yeah. goal at home at Creasy a couple of weeks ago. All his goals are instinctive. You know, the ball comes in, he's either getting on the end of like headers and stuff. I don't I don't really want to see him out wide on the right. I think like you said at the start of the show, I don't really want to see Webby out there because then you do. And I was like you, Matt. I was thinking, well, Webby's out there. Who's in the box? You know, yeah, you've got, you know, and for me, and I think I chatted to Neil after the game, and it maybe it's just the way that I was coached or brought up with football. I like my strikers to be close together. Right. So if you've got Webby, I want to see Kelvin five yards behind him. Yeah. Sometimes on Monday, I looked up and Webby was on the right wing and Kelvin's over on the left wing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell's going You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm just old school and maybe I'm thinking like, look, if Webby flicks it on, I want Kelvin. I mean, Kelvin took his goal really well. Oh, really well. Really yeah. well. The thing that I like, I've got two, I've got something I like about Kelvin is something that I would like to see. And I think Joe's mentioned this. When Kelvin does things instinctively, he's one of the best finishes I think I've seen at this level. He yeah. does it. He just, he doesn't think. And I'm like, Kel, that, amazing. When he, when sometimes he has a little bit more time, like I think on Monday, he, he kind of had not an open goal, maybe looking back, I've looked, I kind of like looked back at it and thought to myself, maybe, but he had a bit too much time to think. I think he went yeah. around the keeper <laughs> and you could, I could physically see his mind thinking, though. I think he's thinking, do I pass it to a teammate? Do I shoot? And, I, I think when Kelvin's instinctive, when it's like bam, 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 I'm like, mate, there is no one better than that kid. When he's instinctive and does it, and he's a striker, and I think Joe said this to him, maybe it'd be a bit more, more selfish. Yeah, you might get your teammates hollering at you, but you look at all the great strikers throughout the years, they've all been selfish. Alan yeah. Shearer, Lineker, you know, you've got some great strikers that I've watched throughout my throughout my football fandom, you know. Um, I don't know what you think. I think he, he, he just, I want him to be more, selfish is probably the word. And I think yeah. Joe said that as well, right? No, definitely. I mean, uh, let's have a look at the last two games. Crawley at home. and Could have had a hat-trick in the first half against Crawley. hat-trick in both games, mate, honestly. Yeah. You know, when in the first half, when he tried to bring it down and he wasn't sure to well, whether to head it or kick it. And, yeah, it's just a case of just just take it. Just just smash it, mate. And we're not going to get on their backs if they're, you know, having a go. Uh, and it's it's whistling past. I mean, you know, we're going we're gonna to love that. We're going to get a bit frustrated after a while, but if it doesn't go in, but you know, he needs to have more confidence in himself just to, just to do it. You know, cause yeah. Cause again, when he took his goal, it was great, you know, but then the, as you say, he took it around their, their keeper. And as you say, I could, I was literally about two yards away. I could hear the cogs turning in his head as mm. what's through next. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when he does, like I said a minute ago, instinctively, like when he gets the ball in his hold-up play and he turns players and he's like, he's got his arms all over a defender. I love that because you can oh, think, awesome. he's not even thinking there, he's just doing yeah. it. He's getting the ball and he's turning players. That's what I want to see because when he does that, you're like, you ain't you ain't catching this guy. But when right. he turns you, he's gone and he's like, 
Kelvin knows the old adage, the goalposts aren't moving. They're not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? And when he just does it, and you know, and I think Sellers was like that last season when he was up front. Faulkner was like that, you know what I mean? When they were scoring goals. But out of the players that we've started, if you look, say, if you've got Liam, uh, obviously you've got Alfie, uh, you've got Sellers. I don't know how far Faulkner is. Um, you've got some big players to come back. I mean, what changes, would, if any, would you make this weekend? I mean... <sighs> For me, Sellers needs to start at this current time. Um, as you say, the ball just sticks to his feet. I think that's really good uh, to see. It's, and he brings so many other players into play. Uh, and as you say, I mean, I say this, yeah, okay, I'm the vice chair and the treasurer, whatever else for the club, but I'm a fan, first and foremost. And, you know, I have my opinions. You know, Joe doesn't need to take my opinions whatsoever. Oh, geez, yeah. He's probably listening to this, thinking, <laughs> shut up, you two. <laughs> I'll get a text in a minute once he's listening to this. Like, Burrows, don't fucking sharpen yeah, I mean, for me, as I say, Sellers, um, for me, uh, in the middle, we're missing something, I think, in the middle in terms of holding possession up maybe a bit, uh, you know, that transitional play. I'm not sure, but um, apparently Faulkner trained um, just before Christmas. Oh, good. So hopefully he'll be back uh, fairly soon. I think he's feeling still a bit tight in the foot so you still know. got Isaac out as well I mean Isaac, Isaac, could, yeah, Isaac exactly. out. Uh, Robbie Goodman coming back from suspension I mean exactly. but to be fair Krilly, Ethan, Davo I thought Davo was fantastic oh, the way he goes forward I'm like Jesus alright Davo calm oh, down son he could, have, he could have had two goals honestly <laughs> he, he scored one goal he thinks he's Roberto Carlos all of a sudden he's <laughs> fucking up. I was like settle down Davo you give yourself a heart attack mate but um, that's the thing you've got obviously you've got Robbie you've got Isaac you've got Liam uh, there's so many players to um yes. to come back. It's gonna be it's a good problem to to have for Joe, but it's a hard one with Saint Pantelimon because you know exactly. they're gonna try and play football. But I I don't know if it was you or Neil. I spoke to someone on Monday and they were like, Look, if you get a goal lead against this start and you rough them up a bit and you know, we're the perfect team to, to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna get in them. It might be a windy, cold day at Creasy, you know what I mean? You've got people like Alfie and Luke and everyone else steaming into challenges there. I, I'm not sure. I, obviously, I've only ever seen us draw against Sam Pentelimon. Mm. It'll be interesting to see if we did get into them and like uh what was the game? Was it Enfield at home in the in the cup when we come out yeah. like an absolute steam train? Yeah. That's how I want to see Dunstable play. And I understand you can't do that every game. And if it's, you know, maybe that's because it was a big game on a Friday night under the lights. But that is when, I don't know what you think, Matt, that is when I think we're at our best. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think of the games against uh, Bulldog the first time that, that we played them. And even Crawley in the, the Vars um, uh, very early on in the season, <laughs> when we come out the traps and, you know, on our best days, yeah, there's not many teams that kind of uh, can keep up with that. Um, and you, you're right in terms of St. Pants. The, the, the teams that I've seen uh, bulldoze them, they've been two or three up uh, by sort of half time. Yeah, in our league game against them, we went 1 0 up. And to be fair, should have been two or three up by half time. But, you know, I, I think they're one of those teams that if they go behind by a couple, the heads start dropping. Um, and that's what I want to see this Saturday, if I'm honest with you. I want us 2 0 up by half time and really coasting <laughs> into a second. Yeah, we'd be like we were chatting at um half time and I think I even made a comment during the game and I was like, not that I was angry or anything. I was like, look, lads, they're coming out and someone behind me said, Well, it's good to see them coming out second half and we're playing a lot better. It shouldn't take us to go in and have a Definitely. poor 45 minutes for Joe to... And then, like Jan, Joe even said in the post-match, he said, oh, I was as calm as anything, but I told him a few home truths. I was very much like that when I was a manager. I was like, look, you know, 
um, if you if you haven't, it shouldn't take me though. And I I was getting to the. I think I had a spell up when I was at Grendon, and we kept for whatever reason we kept going in like one or two nil down at time because the fucking because they were fucking we had to book players to be honest. But <laughs> we had to. It wasn't brilliant. But second half they used to come out and we used to win games three two or we used to be yeah. two all and and it was like one of the lads that used to watch here went oh Andy I heard you getting into them at half time or you've done this I'm like at Dunstable it shouldn't be the fact that Joe has to either go in or raise his voice or tell some players some home truths. You should know these home truths by it already. You should know that if you don't put in a decent... And I said this to someone, but uh, I can't remember who was sitting behind us. Oh, you know, we made it in the comment. Oh, you know, we've done well this second half. And I'm like, do you seem to forget that football's 90 minutes? Yeah. I've lost count <laughs> how many times Dunstable have been put in the first half. And I've even said to Joe afterwards, I'm like, mate, half time. He goes, yeah, you know, told some people some home truths. Called us a cucumber on this place. Or some games you might get Mike, like Levy when he's like, he's having to really be irate because Levy was... Called them out, yeah. Yeah, and he's had to call them out. But I don't know what you think. It shouldn't be down to, you know, don't get me wrong. Managers and coaches have a job and players aren't going to play great every single game. They're not, you know what I mean? It happens, but... There's certain things you do in games where you think, look, you need to learn lessons here. And mm. and I thought first half, I'm thinking, I've seen this movie before. I know how this ends. It ends with Joe going in and telling them some own truths and then they'll yeah. come out in the second half and they'll play a lot better. And what happened? Joe went in at half time, told him some own troops, and we come out and played really well in the second half. Yeah, was it, was it, it wasn't a great performance, but we definitely upped it. You know, we definitely uh, looked. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean... I've obviously seen the the work that Joe does behind the scenes in terms yeah. of his, uh, you know his heat maps from the uh, the VO and you know the emails he sends out to people. That guy is meticulous his preparation. Mm. So I don't understand how we can go from that uh, meticulous prep to then almost walking over the white line and forgetting it all for the first twenty minutes of the game. Because mm. you know I know Joe's what he's saying to him is not what is. Uh, translating onto the pitch so mm. i'm not too sure if as, as you say it's, it could just be that you know that it's the players getting in their own heads maybe but you know they just need to go out and you know just do what they're told to do mm. yeah i mean yeah no you're right i mean when we do when we do do it you know what i mean it's it's we play really well, but, uh, you know, and, I'm, and you know, <laughs> people have praised like this podcast and stuff. I, you know, I'm not always going to be on here and go, oh, well, yeah, you know, if it was rosy, we played really well. And, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be scared to say when I think when we were shit, I'll say we were shit. Yeah, you know, definitely. I'm not going to come on here and, you know, kiss people's ass and see, you know, I thought Monday, for, uh, Monday first half, I thought we were crap. I thought yeah. we were pretty put, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, there was a couple of instinctive moments, as you know, like I said at the start, when, like, you know, Kelvin, you know, didn't think about things and I want to obviously I've said that we want to see Webby and it's, it's all good sitting there saying if you want to see these things it's it's hard to implement you know and you know forget it, it maybe was it was it the factor that maybe I did say to Joe and like a couple I think Neil made the fact that the lads didn't get to train between the gap yeah. in between playing I mean that probably played a huge effect and like you yeah, said there how meticulous how meticulous Joe is he was probably if he had air I say this all the time if he had air he'd be pulling it out because he wants to get them boys <laughs> on the training field so if anyone's listening to this at Creasy Park give that man a key yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've often said, and I know AFC have said, you know, during the, the festive time, you know, we'd be more than happy to to look after the place for him. All we need is literally a key for the, the Astro turf uh, at the back. Turn, yeah, know. and turn on the floodlights, that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, but hey ho, fingers crossed, we, we may be able to do something for next year. But, you know, that's kind of 52 weeks away. So we haven't got to worry too much about that in the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all a case of how we're going to, you know, step it up ready for, for this Saturday. 
Yeah, I mean, what do you looking like? Which proper we can look into the game even more now. If you look at the next few games, we've got Simp Pantelimon at home, and then I think we're yeah. back. Aren't we back to Arsley the back week after? Arsley, yeah. Aren't I we back there? We're, I think is yeah. that on the, is that on a Saturday? Am I right in thinking? I, I think, think it's a Saturday. Yeah. Ah, yeah. so we're back there. So what a test for the lads. I mean, if you, you've only got to look at some of the results around the league, I think at the week on Monday, I think like Potton lost. I think did late yeah. did late late and one in the end, did they? Late and one, yeah. They late one, so they, you know second. they're. They're still up there. I mean, there's some, there were some weird results uh, on Monday. But like, what do you want to see from us coming up in the next few games? Is it just a case of getting back to what we like? Crawley at home was a prime example. Perfect. Yeah. I and mean, we can't have the perfect game every time. But if you could, then Crawley at home, I think Joe said in his post-match, is the most calmest he's ever been, the most relaxed he's felt during a game. I mean, you, it's hard. I get it. You can't go to places like Bulldog on that pitch and do what we do at Creasy. But the fundamentals of football are still the same, right? Yeah, definitely. I... What I'd like to see over the next few games is, I mean, we've got the basics right, I think, at the back, you know, with the the odd change that we need to make in terms of, you know, getting some fresh legs in or whatever. I think that that's pretty much uh, set for the season. You know, we are very lean when it comes to conceding goals, which is great. What I want us to start doing now is, you know, start being more adventurous moving forward. Um, you know, it's, it's the midfield for me, you know, it's it just feels a bit lacking in terms of, you know, not their ambition, but just to hold up play sometimes we we're too reliant sometimes on you know putting that long ball through and yeah if Webby's on that or or Calvin's got between the defenders that's the time and place to do it but when we're put putting a 40 50 yard ball uh, forward to the the left or right wing you know we've got to realize that they're, they're going to crowd around that player and you know there's mm. there's no sort of support ready for them and that's the thing I think if we support each other on the pitch um, you know, getting getting the, the players forward as and when we need to, I think that's going to result in, you know, hopefully more goals. But I mean, yeah. I, was just look, I was just looking at the the fixtures over the next couple of weeks. You know, we're not going to be able to play football, and I'll be honest with that, because, yeah, as you say, Olsey on the 14th, then we're at Harpen doing a midweek. Uh, Risborough's pitch isn't the renowned oh. for holding up that well. Please tell me uh, Risborough's on a Saturday. Yeah, Risper's on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm oh, quite. Thank God. Quite I don't say, yeah, I don't want to go down on a Tuesday night. Jeez. No, but yeah, we have then got to, uh, after the game at Ardley, we then got to go down to Hoddesdon at the end of the month. That, that's on a oh, Tuesday. Oh no, that, is that on a Tuesday? That's a Tuesday, so that's oh, going to be fun. Oh Jesus, I can't yeah. wait for that one, mate. Oh my <laughs> God, Hoddesdon away on a Tuesday night. And I think yeah. it's Cockfosters away midweek as well, isn't it? That's uh, no, that's... we actually get them the following week at home. Oh, is that hard, oh, sweet? Yeah, oh, brilliant. Mid- midweek though. So I don't, I don't envy them having to come up to us in midweek again. No, I'd rather that you know what I mean. I'd rather be at home and go to their place on a Tuesday night. Yeah. No disrespect, but <laughs> I've never, I've never liked going. Yeah, so it's some, it's some hard games coming yeah. up for us. And like Joe said, obviously it's sixty-five points or something like left to play for. Yeah. And the old adage, one game at a time. But if we can, yeah. Saturday will be hard against St. Pantelimon, but we've definitely got it in a locker to win. Arzy, we know what we're getting. The thing is with Arzy, what I want to see, and you know what I mean, uh, and I'm, you know, call a spade a spade. If we go over to Arsley and put in the same shit performance that we put in on Monday in the first half, and then I'll be interested to see what excuse we come out with because it'll be like, well, we were only here a week and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like this, like Joe said in his post-match, the pitch ain't changing. Nothing's yeah. changing over here. You know what you're going to get? Arsley, I don't know what they're like to these days. I mean, like every time I've been over there, they don't play the prettiest of football. They're pretty physical again, which should suit us when we get it to yeah. mix it up. And, you know, like you've said, though, once we can get our ball players on the ball, once you can get Kelvin running in like into the channels and once you, you know what I mean, you get um, Joe Sellers West on the ball and you, you get, I think, it's, I think we rely so heavily on getting the ball out wide to Tolu. Yeah. 
that's all. And you, you look at Paul. Like sometimes, I mean, maybe it's because he's young. You got Rory out on the on the right. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes I saw him on Monday, and I, you know, I physically wanted to say to him, "Fucking open your mouth." You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> physically, I mean, he's he's and the kid is he's such a good player. Him and Ethan, yeah. he's got and he's got Ethan talking to him back there. You know what I mean? It's like so, you know, it's like hello. Sometimes we don't always have to pass the ball to Tolo. I know he's fucking yeah. really. I know he's really good at football, but we yeah. sometimes can go down the right because when we do go down there, we get balls in. We've scored goals. I think where we yeah, scored. Well, Come from the right hand side, didn't it? So, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and as you say, Rory, I think had a really good game for me. He's uh, close to being man of the match. I'm not too never, sure. Never lets the team. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we were chatting on the sidelines, and everyone was like, "Who would you give?" And I would probably said, "For me, I'd probably go a Rory or an Ethan." I thought uh, yeah. he, he was superb. I mean, you know, I mean, you keep forgetting, like we say every week, these guys are young lads, and the way you and I sometimes, as a defender, I sometimes like to watch what's going on. You know, I watch Crilly and stuff and Davo, but for me, Ethan is. He's, he's got like uh, he's young. Uh, uh, was it young head, old shoulders? Whatever it is, what's the yeah, bloody head. saying? You know what I mean? He's and I'm, head, I, young shoulders, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. I mean, I watch him and I'm thinking, dude, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes there's maybe that's where the that's where for me, Joe Sellers and all and Harry Beaumont. You get the ball in wide. I just want that Rory to have that confidence to get down there and open yeah. his mouth and put him. And you know, even will sit in for him. Someone will sit in for him. And that's where I think when we do, we done it at Creasy against Crawley. There was a little transitional play. He popped it into Harry. Rory carried on running. Harry gave it back to him. Play idea. Next thing you know, the ball's in the box. Webby's got a chance. You yeah, know, Kelvin, Kelvin's in there. He's got a chance. And we've got to think about things. The ball's coming as a striker. You want that ball coming in the box. You want chances creating. You know what I mean? That's that's when I think Dunstable. Look really good. I mean, we could be sitting here, Matt, and Joe could be listening to this thinking, well, fucking, that ain't the way I want the fucking lads to play. But <laughs> as a fan's perspective, I mean, it could be, might be complete crap. And, you know, yeah. he, but, you know, it's, that's what, why we're here today. I just thought Monday we kind of got away from all that. And I kind of got that impression from Joe in the, in the post match when he was a bit like, yeah, it's, it's one of them games, mate, weren't it? We got a point. And don't get me wrong, it could turn out to be a great point because I thought yeah. Kelvin took his goal. Oh, my God. Again. Yeah. What a goal, mate! Oh my, you know when he scores and when he does that, I think. And I've said this so many times. I say this to the people I stand with. One of the best natural finishes I've seen. And when he doesn't have to think about things and he does it again, we'll come back to it. And uh, you know, if he, he might be listening to this show, he might not. I don't, you know, he might not listen. But if he does, when he, when he's naturally just does things, I think he's good. And Webby's the same. When you look at Webby and he's Webby's movement again, and then I know he ran into a lot of channels on Monday, but the guy's movement's unbelievable, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talking of the goal, I, I saw on uh, Twitter uh, somebody put a comment uh, saying on the build-up um, that there was a foul. Apparently, Webby uh, was involved in a, a challenge to somebody else. And I thought Webby got fouled, didn't he? Well, I said I thought it was more a foul. Uh, maybe I, yeah, maybe I might be wrong. I mean, I was over the other side of the state, over, over the other side of the ground. I might be wrong. I was kind yeah. of, but it looked like Webby got fouled. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, thought he won the ball well. The, if if that was the case, I didn't really hear much of a, a call from the the bulldog bench when that happened. No, I mean, I it happened right in front of the bulldog bench as well. So I'm sure if it would have uh, from some of the other incidents that happened during the game, you know, they were quite vocal as as well as we were. But you know, I'm no, sure don't small bench vocal. vocal. I'm, yeah. that, <laughs> I'm sure they would have uh, piped up quite soon about it. So. Yeah, I did chuckle at that one. I have to admit. So, yeah, oh, mate, I, I, if, I, if it was, this, it was. And yeah. To be honest, you know, it's, it's nice to get one. I must admit. <laughs> no, mate. I mean, yeah. If it was a, if it was a foul. It's a foul. But geez, I can yeah. count this times. You mean flipping it? You've only got to go and watch stand where we stand, Matt. You know where me and you are on a Saturday. <laughs> literally see Joe, literally ba bamboozled with some of the decisions. I yeah. mean, geez, mate. I went to the Tottenham game last weekend for my sins um, at home to Aston Villa. 
and I think I've seen better performances from referees in our league. And that's saying so. That's the Premier League, mate. I mean, geez, I mean, I've seen better. Tottenham were terrible. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, Robert yeah. just here talking football. I, Spurs. I went and watched Spurs play Aston Villa last weekend with Wayne, who kindly well, um, yeah. took me along. Awful, mate. I've seen better games. For all these people that say to me, oh, why do you watch non-league football and don't go to Premier League? That's why. Because what I saw from Spurs last week was... Fucking terrible, mate. Yeah. And you know, we're sitting there recording tonight, we're playing bloody Crystal Palace tonight. But um, yeah, I don't know, Matt. But um, let's yeah, let's hope. I mean, you know, it's a point. Uh, where are we in the league now? Are we ninth? I didn't look at the league. Are we ninth? I think we went up a place. I think we might even be up to Dizzy Heights of eight. Dizzy Heights of eight. And like Joe said, I mean, um, obviously you see all the fixes getting arranged. What, what yeah. we, uh, 15 league games we've only played now? Yeah, we play 15. So looking at the teams above us, uh, we're the, the least amount of games. I mean, we're, we're two points behind Potton and Levy, who played two or three games more than us, respectively. You know, potentially we get those uh, done and dusted and we could start uh, putting on some points. I mean, we win our two games in hands or three games in hands potentially we can go up to third or the fourth. So, you know, still in the mix. Yeah, what's the sit? Someone asked me, I think I was chatting to someone over the Christmas period. I was down, I don't know where I was. I might be down my local. Someone asked me about our league. What is the situation with our league? So obviously league winners go up. Yeah. And then what is the crack with this on, with the step we're in? Is it? Yeah. Is, so what happens is if you're runner up, you, uh, there's a certain amount of teams or leagues that whose PPV or uh, points per, per uh, game um, they go up automatically, and then whoever's left uh, it plays in a playoff game against those who finished third or fourth from bottom in the league above us. So you look at the the likes of central, the southern central. Um, that's the t- kind of teams that potentially the third or maybe even the second, because obviously Harlow's uh, been results have been expunged. So the second or third from bottom in that league, we could end up playing them off. In a playoff, in a game at in their at their ha- game, at, sorry, at their ground. So okay, ideally, you know, we just want to, uh, you know, win the league. But you know, there is still an opportunity to to play off against a team with the, the chance of going up if we finish second. Yeah, so there's there's plenty to uh, obviously there's plenty to play for. Uh, do we know who we got in the? Are we in the? semi-final of that yeah, what? so potentially we're playing away in that game well not potentially we would be playing away that game and it's the winner of the Leighton Town Shefford and Campton uh, match so I've been watching that with interest their game is coming up towards the end of the month so by the end of the month we'll find out who we get in that like Shefford or Leighton Town away yeah but it's, it's an away game which you know disappointed man I must admit to that <laughs> yeah, well, for, for you, yeah, uh, it's quite handy for me if we get late in, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I can walk 10 minutes down the road, you know. Uh, oh, block up the windows, Dunstable coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all good fun before you start fucking tweeting fun, me, people. Yeah. All good fun before you start tweeting me. But, uh, Matt, so yeah, we are home uh, this Saturday at uh, Simpan Tillimon. Yes. Um, and then with the following Saturday, we are away at RZ. But we will be back. Uh, I'll be back with Joe after the game on Saturday. Me and Matt will be back probably next Sunday or Monday. Uh, Matt, anything else coming up at the club? Anything you need to anything you need to mention? Well, there's you? the under 18s game tonight. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this podcast time. will be out. In the next twenty minutes, so anyone wants to get down to uh, Creasy yeah, Park, kick off down at late, uh, down at uh, Creasy Park. Uh, yeah. But they're, they're playing a lot of catch up in their league. They haven't actually played for well since the twenty sixth of October. So it'd be good to see them twenty sixth of October. Yeah, just because the way things have been going with uh, games being called off and and uh, rearrangements and everything like that is 
And Joe like and Joe's in the opposition dugout, isn't he? He's doing. Yeah, that's going to be really weird to see. I have to admit. Yeah. I, 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 that's I, the I, only. I mean, I know Spurs are on telly tonight, but that's the only, I might go down <laughs> <laughs> just so I can start. Just getting some grief, you know. Oh, what are you talking about, manager? Yeah, that's a dunstable ball. Happen, that's a, <laughs> like, shut up, mate! And I'll be running for my life. But um, it'll be, but yeah. So the um, the under 18s are at home tonight. Uh, I know, yeah. like the uh, I think the under 15s are back uh, this weekend. I know they've got some very big games. I know Wayne's boys have got some big games coming up. I think if they win the remainder of their fixes, they win the league. So if you are around any weekends, reach out, reach out to Wayne and Joe and see where the youth teams are playing because I know they really do appreciate it, your support or Julian, any of them guys, just let them know. They'll tell you where they're playing. I know, I think I know, I think the under 15s are playing down in Leighton. I think they're in this weekend. I think they're playing over at Cedars. Um, I know Wayne's teams have got some important away games coming up. So I know all the youth teams are they're doing really well at the minute. So I just want to do yeah. give them a shout out while we're on here. I mean, if you are a Dunstable Town fan and you're looking for something to do on a Sunday, I highly Highly, highly recommend going to watch the youth teams. They're a good bunch of guys. Good, they're good games to watch. I've seen some absolutely cracking games down there yeah, um, so really far. Good players on their level as well. I have to admit, that, yeah, the fifteens. I, I don't get to see many of the the, the young young uh, players play. But from what I've been told, you know, we've got a bright future ahead if they... Uh, mate, I've seen... So I, what I'd usually do, if, um, if they, the games are quite close, I'll go and watch Wayne's team in the morning. I'll go and meet up with him. And they, they've got some... They've got the you know, cracking little team down there. Wayne plays that better. He plays that formation better than bloody Spurs do, trust me. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I stick around and watch Joe and the 15s. And the, the future is bright for this club, Matt. And we said, yeah. we've said before on this show... They they are the future. I mean, it's hard for us as a, as a non-league club because when you do get some really good players, I think I was chatting to Andrew about one of our lads that still hasn't been signed on. Is it for Luton or something at the minute? And he was like, we could have had him for a bit longer, but because yeah. they get snapped up by so many. You look at Axel played the last game for us Axel, last season. Yeah, Within 15 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, who's this kid? And Joe looked at me and went, <laughs> yeah, good luck keeping hold of him, mate. It is hard, isn't it, Matt? Just finishing up here. It's hard for the likes of us because you would love to keep these players. I mean, you look around our squad now and, you know, I've just mentioned in a few, now, people like Kelvin earlier, you know, I know he's played at a little higher level. He could still do it. You've got people like, you've got people like Ethan. You've got so many people that like, that uh, could uh, easy, young Terrence that could go on yeah. to do so many things in the game. It's hard though, isn't it, Matt? When you're especially like under 15s because they do get snapped up by the Lutons of this world, or yeah, yeah definitely, I'm, I'm, and, the, and the Watfords. Yeah, I mean Lee Narnia, one of our directors, what his lads played uh, with um, the rest of the under 15s a couple of years ago, and he's been sacked up by MK Dons. Um, you don't want to stand in the way of these lads. You know, at the end of the day, you know that they don't. Uh, there's not much of a chance of progression in the profession in the professional game. So any opportunity that we can afford them. You know, it, it's a case of giving them. But, yeah, I mean, with our own players, you know, I'd love to be able to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get them all on the contract. But How does know. that work, Matt? Because when I was at... Um... I was, where was I? I think it might have been Pitstone or something like that. We had a, oh my God, they were they were all raising about this kid when I got there and they were like, we'd love to put him on a contract and try and get ourselves some money for, I'm not saying, you're not pimping people out here, but it's <laughs> to the beneficiary of the club. Is that, how does that work, Matt? I have literally, I'm asking this as a complete, I have no, I haven't got Scooby-Doo how this would yeah, work. So we had so potentially like Axel, who was incredible, yeah, in a case of all oh, right, let's sign him. We are, we yeah. know we're probably gonna have to get rid of him in like six months, but hopefully we could get a salon clause and yada yada yada. Is that how it works? Or am I, am I just yeah, so that? essentially, that's that is the case. There's you know basic contracts uh, about, and there are a couple of players at our level uh, who have got contracts. Uh, there, there was one at Alzi last season. I can't remember his name, but I think he's gone to Stockfold now. Uh, but the the issue you have is you know the likes of Axel. You know 
his family knew that he's had a bright future. So no disrespect to our, our own club, but why would he sign a contract for Dunstable Town when he knows that he can he's going to get snapped up mm. by a league team or has his choice of league teams? Um, but essentially, it's it's a two uh, two prong uh, uh, effect with it. So if you if you're on a contract, that means they have to be paid every single week without fail. So if they you know they sign a contract for say thirty pounds or whatever it is a week as a, a random figure, no matter if they get played or not. They're, they're going to be uh, receiving that money. So if they receive a, a nasty injury and are out for the season, you're still paying 30 quid a week or gotcha. how much a week. So it's that, it's that fine balance of, you know, is this a player that is going to potentially succeed and is going to be snapped up by a player, by sorry, by a, a bigger a club? And also, uh, is it something that, you know, the club can afford? You know, because I know um, Sam McClellan up in for AFC, has obviously been uh, signed a, a contract. I think it's their first contract that um, contracted player that they've ever had, um, and essentially they've done that because they know that he's willing to to stay with the club. I think he's um, his family's part of the club anyway, so he's more willing to commit to the club, uh, and the family will do. And as a result, if there is a big club that does come in, and I'm sure they will, because I'll tell you now, you know when he played for us, he was playing at such a standard. I thought, wow. If we can keep hold of him, you know, we won't have a problem. Um, but yeah, he will be snapped up by a bigger club. And, you know, if that's the case and it's at the end of by before the end of the season, AFC are in a position where they do get a couple of quid and um, you know, but it, it's more important, I think, of having that selling clause as well, because that's where you make your money. Mm. Does it happen much to this level, Matt? Would you say is it like something that you know you see more and more? We talked like uh, a couple of weeks ago about the money involved in non-league football. Now, do you think that it could be a case of clubs taking that chance and going, look, let's try and get him on a contract at least? I think that's a, that's is a it a way? Of, it sounds really harsh to say it could be a way of non-league clubs making a little bit more money. And I'm not. I don't mean yeah. that disrespectfully to you know these young lads. And like you say, we're not using them. But is that a, an avenue that like do you think non-league football's going now? I think there's, as I say, there is a, a couple of players at our level that are, um, but because of, because of the level, I just don't think uh, contracts will become uh, a prevalent as prevalent in this yeah. as it will higher up. Yeah, uh, being honest with you, you know, there's not many players, even at step three, I uh, don't think that have contracts with like uh, with the exception of probably teams like Bedford. Yeah, you know, the the big teams that are spending a lot of money on on their players and are willing to invest. Because they they see their trajectories only sort of what go in one direction, but there's not that many. If I'm being honest with you, I mean even that up to the conference level, I know there's a few teams up there that still have players on a, a pay-to-play sort of basis. Yeah, so, my hometown team, Willstone, they're in the um they play the conference football. There's there's yeah. them and Dorking Wanderers. They're the only two part-time teams. Dorking make more money out of that YouTube channel. Than they do, and if you watch the Dorking thing that goes on YouTube every week, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I spoke yeah. to Julian, I spoke to Julian about this a couple of weeks. Guys, like, mate, we could tap into this. You know, Joe, you get someone like if you get a chance, Matt, go and watch it. You get someone like Joe doing that. Oh my god, mate, we'd go viral. Um, yeah. they make a lot of money out of the YouTube channel, and I know Willstone is still part time, and the lads are like plumbers and brickies and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. See, it, my my, uh, my friend supports um, Kings Lynn, so and I used to go and watch him with him. Uh, for some years, so I have a, a good interest in them, and I know know when they stepped up last season. Obviously, they got relegated last season, uh, but when they stepped up, they became a, a, a full time club, and as a result, they probably lost a couple of their players because some of the players, Michael Gash, I think, uh, rings a bell for me. 
it, you know, he could earn more doing his uh, part-time job and then come and play football the weekend. So it's it's that commitment, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is, mate. It is. But Matt, it's been good, mate. Uh, I will see you on Saturday for anyone who wants to come yeah. and watch us. We are at home to Simpan Telemon this Saturday, Creasy Park, 3 p.m. kickoff. Matt, please tell me though one thing. When's the pie mash man coming back? <laughs> Negotiations ongoing. I <laughs> oh, see. That's the most important to go. If you want to get anyone on a contract, Matt, you go and get the pie and mash guy on a contract for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I'll help pay him, mate. But Matt, it's been good. Uh, Simpan, tell him on this weekend. Go and check us out on Twitter at DTFC Pod. Make sure you go and check out the amazing YouTube channel where all the content is, uh, all, all our game contents on there, goals and interviews. Uh, um, Brad and Abby still doing an absolutely amazing job. But Matt, I will. I'll catch you uh, Saturday, my friend. Yes, looking forward to it, buddy. Take care. Nice one, mate. This has been the Talk of the Town podcast. We will catch you next time. Till then, everybody, up the Mighty Blues.